0: Welcome to the Open Paddock Rallycast presented by Oz Rally Pro. This is episode number 98. And in this show, we're going to take a little bit of a different tack and talk about the psychology of rallying. Our guests for this episode are Dr. Michelle Cosimore, professor of sociology at Elizabethtown College in Pennsylvania, along with our collaborators, Dr. Barbara Prince and Emily Rell. The project is called The Rally Race Book, which examines the social culture of rallyists from competitors and crew to volunteers and organizers in North America. So pour yourself a glass and join me for another round of the virtual rally pub we call The Rallycast. Hello, I'm your host, Mike Shaw, and you know what? I met Dr. Kaz and Emily at New England Forest Rally in 2019, and that's when I first heard about this project. I've been kind of following along here and there. I found the uh, idea of a culture of rallying to be uh, pretty interesting. And what's really kind of funny is, you know, after talking to them, I realized that they have also become part of this culture themselves. Uh, Part of their project has become volunteering and whatnot. And it's that same volunteering that I did that got me kind of sucked into the sport. And, well, there's kind of no hope for me now. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this interview and follow the Rally Racebook project. Go, five right short over crest into second, small crest 40, full F plus nips. Hi, this is Alex and Rhiannon Gilsomino from Oz Rally Pro, Advanced Rally Training.
1: Are you new to rally or have you been rallying many years? No matter what your experience, we can progress you further. Our classes are team training, driver pace note training, or co-driver training that are tailored to each individual or team.
0: Email OsRallypro at gmail.com for further details. And welcome to the Rallycast podcast. I have with us Dr. Michelle, well, Dr. Coz, I guess you like to be called, Dr. Michelle Cosmore, as well as Dr. Barbara Prince. And Emily Rell, you are all part of a project called the Rally Race Book. Uh, Welcome to the Rallycast.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having us.
0: I got to start off this podcast properly. What are you drinking?
2: Uh, I am drinking a Decider Presidential Peanut Butter Hard Cider.
0: Ooh, It comes comes from the Hershey
2: Hershey Vineyards, um, which is a local winery in the area and they do these really unique hard ciders so peanut butter hard cider doesn't sound like it's really that
3: good but it's one of my favorite
0: well uh what about you barbara what do you got
3: i'm drinking <laughs> i'm not drinking anything um i was just drinking coffee though
0: so. okay hey we're big coffee fans out west so um, yeah yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> and then, of course emily what about you
1: um, I've got some lemon sparkling water here. <laughs> real, wow. real exciting on a Wednesday. So apparently it's
0: us old folks that are the drinkers. <laughs> Older, I should clarify. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm enjoying a uh, a take on a gin and tonic. I found this um, interesting uh, mixed syrup stuff that is a uh, rosemary citrus that mm-hmm. I mixed with uh, some gin and, and some tonic water, and uh, it's rather delicious. It's got a nice little spice to it and a little bit of citrus kick so
2: yeah pretty good so so what gin are you using
0: well uh aviation gin which is one of the locals here but uh you may know it better from um the owner of it which is uh dang it forgetting his name famous actor boy i i'm gonna have to do some editing here is he already (laughs) (laughs) and i haven't even drank that much yet
2: My mother worked for Gordon's gin for a while when she was in her youth. And uh, I had never tried gin until like two weekends ago. Or no, New Year's. New Year's was the first time I had gin and I found this strawberry gin in a purple bottle hmm. mixed with some Moscato wine. It was delightful.
0: Well it's Ryan Reynolds that owns Aviation Gin. And of course say, everybody I knew loves it. Ryan I've heard Reynolds. Of it. If you've ever seen some of the commercials <laughs> that he does for it, oh they're they're brilliant. Who doesn't love Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> He's freaking hilarious. Uh, but yes, um, they're, they're a local company that he, I guess, uh, now owns. Uh, so they've been around. I've been drinking their gin since before he owned them, and, and they've always been really good. And All right. So all, all the drinks done. Let, let's talk about the rally race book concept here. Um, Dr. because I'm going to start with you, because I think you kicked this all off. Uh, I did. How did this idea come about, and, and, and how did you get involved in stage rally?
2: So I was trying to think back to my first stage rally event and how I actually got introduced to it. So I live in Pennsylvania and I teach at a school, Elizabethtown College in Pennsylvania, um, and I drive a Subaru WRX. I had a Subaru WRX since 2005. I'm on my second one. And um, my friend, a friend that I had from college, actually, she has a uh, trailer in Wellsboro. And I remember her talking to me one time, like, you've got to come up. There's this weird time of year in Wellsboro when WRXs come flying through my campground. And I think you would love it. And so she had told me that like a number of years before my first rally. And so one year she's like, it was, it was 2016. She's like, you need to come up. I think you would really enjoy this. Uh, why don't you come up and stay with me? This is the weekend. I think it's happening. I don't know what this is, but every year they do it. And uh, so come up and stay with me. Now, she didn't come with me to the first. So we, my daughter at the time was 16. She was really into cars, too. So we decided to drive up after her school one on that Friday. Um, and we arrived in time for um, the park expose at STPR. Um, and it was in the evening, right before one of the special stages. And I remember thinking to myself as I was driving up, "That's a lot of cars to put racing on a stage, like literal stage." <laughs> so I really thought, like performance stage. Like I thought there was like some big wooden. Oh, I stage. see. <laughs> I had no. Idea. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you see, stage rally. I'm a sociology professor, by the way. Um, So I was thinking, like, how how do they do this in Wellsboro? I don't. And I'm thinking, Wellsboro, like the town of Wellsboro. So I was really confused as to how all this was going to work. But I was game. So I remember getting off the highway and having to stop at the sheets to make sure I had enough gas, because that's what the spectator guide said. Was to, just to make sure you have enough gas, so you They're know. Not wrong. I'm a cool follower. So I was, you know, made sure I stopped, and and there were just like a ton of Subaru WRX cars, and I was like, this is like my people. This is so cool. I've never seen this many WRXs and Subarus in one place. And we're just saying hi here and there and everywhere. And my daughter's all smiles, and I'm all smiles, and we, you know, we get to the fairgrounds and. Um, we get there in time to go to Park Exposé, and I was like, what is this? These are the people that are racing, and you get to go walk up to their car? And you get to touch it? Like, what is this? <laughs> and I get to talk to the people that are in the race, like, this yeah. close? Like, Travis Pastrana was there, and I was like, What? Like, I can go did talk you know to him.
0: Did know who he was beforehand? I
2: did. No? Yeah. And so I was like, and I can go talk to him. And he, that was the year that he had hit a tree and they had taken the door off the recce car. That was yes. 2016. So, so we were really, my daughter and I were like, oh my gosh, look at that car. It's got pieces <laughs> hanging off of it. What did they do? Um, And so we were trying to get this, we had just arrived, right? So we didn't understand the driving through the woods. We had never seen any of this. So we're like, how did his car get like that? And like <laughs> the other drivers are talking to us, like these two are real, not with it. Um, so they're like talking, she's like 16 and you know, I'm just like, what is going on? And so we start talking to some of the other drivers that were st- were, st- were parked alongside where Travis's car was. And then Travis came out and he's like, Oh, I hit a tree. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like he's laughing. I would be crying if my car <laughs> hit a tree. Um, like, and he was like, I'm like, okay. And then we started looking closer at some of the other cars that were missing things like, you know, bumpers and, um, you know, had crashed windshields. And I was like, I don't know where they were, but I'm I'm real curious. So we started talking to some of the other drivers and it was really interesting because I started asking, I'm a sociologist. So immediately, like, I'm like, so tell me more of what this is and what you guys are doing. And they're like, well, you have a driver and a co-driver. I'm like, what's a co-driver? And they're like, well, and they're trying to explain this to me. These are people that are just there, you know, trying to listen if they're up next to go. Um, and I'm like, well, can you show me that book that has these notes in it? And they're like, sure. So they take out their, you know, their note, their stage notes, and they're like trying to explain it to me. And they're like, you know what? Do you want to just get in the car and co-drive? And I was like, excuse me? And they're like, I'm like laughing. And they're like, well, this, I don't really need a co-driver for this event. So like, if you want to just, <laughs> if you want to just get in the car, I can give you these notes and you can read them to me. And I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, I don't know what that says. I cannot read something to you. I do not know what that says. It's, I do it's like
0: hieroglyphics at that. first, isn't it?
2: Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I was like, no, I am not going. And I'm like, you're, you're kidding. And they're like, no, we're actually not. I don't think i really need a co-driver for this so if you wanted to try it out see if you like it and i'm like um i don't have a helmet or whatever that is you're wearing um and they're like well, we can find that i'm like no i don't think today is really the day for me to do this and my daughter's like mom do it do it and i'm like no uh-uh, uh-uh,
0: not nothing like it. child so pressure thinking
2: back i probably should have but- but I thought well, kidding, there would have been a
0: little honestly. thing about having a license and, yeah, you know, insurance I, stuff, but, you know, <laughs> details. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> so uh, that was my first interaction with rally car drivers was at that <laughs> park expose. And it was a lot of fun. Um, and from there, I was hooked. So um, I
3: went, I, you know, I went to my friends. I told her all about it. I think I called you. You did call me in. I can only describe it as euphoria. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, what she's trying to explain to me there's just subarus everywhere and they're they're just racing and i'm like okay um, you seem very happy i'm excited for you so, <laughs> like she was just i'd never heard her happier so that barbara day.
0: are you a subaru fangirl too no <laughs> <laughs> well and the reason why I, I say that specifically is i noticed that you know on, on the face on the uh, instagram page is that uh dr cause you're a, you know, you've got uh, a super ambassador is what you become. So were you that first before you went to the rally?
2: No, I was, um, I went to the rally first. Okay. And it was at the rally that I met a super, my first Subaru ambassador. So That's I met right. a former student's husband who was, I, I'm like, I'm just at STPR, right? I'm in regular people clothes. And all of a sudden this person comes up to me and is like, you're Dr. Cause.
0: And so I'm like, you. I
2: don't know who this is, out of context. <laughs> <laughs> he explained who he was, and he's like, um, you know, and 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 like, I'm like, oh, okay, now I remember. And he's like, um, I'm a Subaru ambassador. Do you wanna, want me to wanna ha- help me hand out some of the Subaru stuff? I see you're driving a WRX. Do you want to? And I'm like, what is this Subaru ambassador? And he's like, well, let me tell you about it. And I'm like, oh, I think I want to do that. So I uh, put in my application, and they weren't accepting any for my area. So it took between June and January before of twenty seventeen before I became a Subaru ambassador. So rally first, ambassador second. Gotcha. But Barb
3: currently drives a WRX. <laughs> <laughs> I, yep, there it's it's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so obviously, obviously, Barbara, you got. Uh, you got involved because of Dr. Kaz. Um, were you a student then under her and she drew you in? Or are you guys also just friends or?
3: We are friends now. I was, at the time I was in graduate school. So I had graduated a few years earlier from undergrad. And the next year I went with her and her daughter to STPR um, <laughs> because it was summer and I was visiting and she was going back no matter what. And I was like, okay, let's let's see what this is about. And so that's how I got drawn in. I will admit I am not a car person. I don't particularly like outdoors. <laughs> um, just, like, just like the list of what rally is, I'm just like no thank you. Um, but I went because she was so excited, and I was like I just don't understand any of this. I, I we're standing in the woods everybody's so excited to be standing in the woods to see a car go by. I don't understand. Um, and so I, but I, we we're friends. We do things together. So I kept going, but then when it turned into the project, um, I'm the, the, the one who really questions the, like we're trying to understand the why here. And she's like, Yes, rally. And I'm like, yes, but why? <laughs> why? <laughs>
0: So then, I guess that that brings us around to Emily. How did you get involved?
1: Yeah, so I was an undergrad at Elizabethtown College, and um, I was interning in Harrisburg for the summer. And Dr. Cause, so said like, since you're going to be around, like, would you be interested in being a research assistant with me? Um, and I was like, oh sure. She like put in a grant to get funding for the summer, so I could have money to like stay there and all that. So that. I got into that way and it, I grew up like 40 minutes from Wellsboro and like had no idea this even existed. I had a, like one of my best friends from home, her cousin does some kind of car racing again. Not a, Also not a car person here at bar, but <laughs> Dr. Cross has taught me a lot. She's like, I just remember her saying, yeah, like we do stage rally. And I was just like, what is stage rally? And she's like, oh, you got to look at YouTube videos. So we watched like YouTube videos about it. Um, and she like gave me the Mark Williams book to read. And I'm oh, like yeah. flipping through it. Like no idea what any of this means. How to be a co-driver. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, although I have to stop and say, Obviously, the, uh, Wellsboro area's, um, uh, marketing of the event and the <laughs> championship marketing spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Um, you know, always something we're looking to improve on. Uh, you know, I can even tell my own short story. I, I've said it several times on the show, but it, you know, Oregon Trail Rally, it's, it's in my fricking backyard and I didn't know it existed until 2010 you know i was following the wrc remotely because youtube was a newer thing suddenly you know they started having the recommended videos thing and somebody had posted a oregon trail rallies so you am like oregon trail rally what and started doing some, <laughs> you know web search is like holy shit that's just right <laughs> over there <laughs> so you know yeah i know how you feel
1: yeah yeah i was like never heard this i <laughs> But yeah, no, it was cool. I'm glad she drugged me into it. I it was so out of my <laughs> comfort zone and not something I ever would have done on my own. But um, I was shocked how interested I was once I, we went to our first rally. I was like, this is actually really cool. I didn't think I liked watching cars like drive by, but this was actually
2: <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> not only did Emily come to like... Um, to watch an interview, um, she had to volunteer. So part of doing an ethnography is volunteering. So I started volunteering at STPR the second year I went. So the first year I observed, and then I wanted to know more. I wanted to get closer to the action. So I kept asking people, like, how do you, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, as they were at stage marshalling and time control, and I'm like, how do you do that? Um, and I'm not a ham operator, a radio operator. you know, I'm not an EMT, so um, we started figuring out like how could I volunteer. Um, Elizabethtown College is educate for service. So we're really big on volunteering and um, you know participating in the community, not just you know doing research. I wanted to do more to give back to. So if I was going to be even consider doing research for the sport, I wanted to volunteer. And so uh, the second year I started volunteering at STPR in 2017. And the only thing I really could, I felt comfortable signing off that I could do was to help out with, like, the park expose. But didn't realize that I was going to have to be, like, helping people park cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that rally cars don't really back. Uh, they don't really reverse well. No, um, they do <laughs> So, and, and like... know guiding streets closing and so it was very much out of my comfort zone because I felt like I didn't I wasn't really part of the culture yet so I was and when I'm not a part of a culture I'm afraid to do things wrong so I'm like I get real like crazy about like am I doing this right do I fit in and I think that I was like very I just fit in like no one no one noticed me I was trying to be really like fly below the radar I didn't want to stand out (laughs)
3: Quite literally, never, never, how it happened. So her hair all done up, full face of makeup, jewelry, asking anybody within an arm's reach of her, oh, tell me more about your story. Tell me more about her.
0: And this was her first year volunteering.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> first
0: year. Yeah, under the radar.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Real sly. Um, and then I remember we, when we went to NEFR, I came out, we were sharing a, I don't know, it was like a, a, like a townhouse. We were sharing a townhouse. And I remember we're, we were going to volunteer at NEFR and uh, I came out of the townhouse. And again, I think I'm real like stealth. <laughs> and I remember just looking at Emily and Barb and they're laughing hysterically. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> they're like, you stick out like so much. <laughs> And I'm like, do you know I don't? And they're like, yes, you do. And it was just so funny because here I, then the rest of the day, I didn't have time to change because, you know, you're supposed to be volunteering when you're supposed to be there. Yes. And so uh, I didn't want to miss like the, the start of anything. So I want to make sure we're on time and I'm always running late. So I'm like, well, I don't have time to change or anything now. I'm just going to have to be like obvious that I don't fit in like for the rest of the day so thanks so much <laughs> um, so it was really interesting so yeah so not only did Emily uh, um, have to to help with the in you know the interviews and the interview questions and the we have um, institutional review board process for research with human subjects so we had to write an IRB proposal and wow. and follow that not only did she have to help with all that but she had to volunteer right so that yeah. was part of her job and she's never complained. She's like, all right, tell me what form I have to fill out and
0: what I have Human to guinea do. guinea pig. And
2: so, yeah. And we got time control when we got to NEFR um, for service.
0: We got service time control. So, service time in, service time out. Okay. Yep. I'm guessing yeah. a regroup may be in there too.
1: Yep. We yeah, we did a regroup at NEFR, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah at the fuel station or service. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So we got to go with that group and you know, and sit around pretty much. Then Barb just sat around.
3: Barb. (laughs) I don't don't (laughs) volunteer. And I I was there and we we take one car and I'm not volunteering. Right. So I'm just like there. (laughs) But that's part I'm doing participant observation and I do fly below the radar. So I can get the inside scoop. I'm very good at like the eavesdropping. I'm good with that part of being a sociologist. She's good with the direct questioning. Yeah, I was sitting in the parking lot. It was a hundred degrees, just watching the two of them do time control. So you've got <laughs> and, you
0: know, a doctorate in eavesdropping. Okay, I'm understanding this better now. <laughs>
3: exactly. That's yes. Sociology, yeah. exactly.
2: <laughs> so it was fun. Um, we also volunteered at STPR. You know, this past year, not past year, year before, when it was really cold and rainy, and mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that was. And we were in the service time control as well when there were a lot of red crosses and we were just like standing in the mud kind of trying to figure out what was going on. And then things got all mixed up and time cards were not right. And I just remember Emily handing me some watch, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she had handed, me a, handed me a
1: watch, and then they were like, oh, go do this. And I was like, well, I have the watch, and I have these hand-
2: cards I had to go take up to, like, the RV or something like that. So I was like, here, guys. So it's, it's always fun. And Barb was in the car that time, and she was uh, standing up through the sunroof, trying to, like, taking pictures of things that were going on the cars as they were coming in. So <laughs> it, <laughs> it was pretty interesting.
0: So at what point did, I guess, this, you know, obviously going to an event, you volunteer. At what point did it become this this project? And actually, what's the, what's the title of the book slash project? I guess it's kind of both, right?
2: Yeah, it kind of has a lot of names. Um, you know, basically, we're examining the culture of North American Stage Rally. So we really want to know kind of the deep story behind why people participate in this sport, who participates, um, why is it not more well-known? So this whole idea mm. that like it could be so close. I mean, it is a motorsport um, And as I started to do more research, there's some research on world rally, but there's not a whole lot, uh, next to nothing, on you know, North American stage rally. There's very little academic or popular research out there Um, detailing this culture and as sociologists we're really interested in how this culture is different from other motorsports. so a lot of the questions we're asking is like what makes stage rally unique and um we kind of get the same answers a lot about what makes it unique so we've done about how many interviews now emily so far Uh, i think we counted 32
1: 32 i think yeah 32 or 33 something along those lines (laughs) last time i went back and counted
2: Right, with everyone from spectators to volunteers to drivers to co-drivers to ARA um, personnel to just anyone that we find at rallies, basically. But then we also do um, phone interviews and Zoom interviews. I mean, we had really big plans for last year. We had funding to go to (laughs) nearly everything. As we all did,
3: yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, and and it just didn't. We and we still were hoping to do volunteering. Um, Even with not being able to, you know, spectate, but um, like I said, we got institutional review board approval and they shut us down, basically. So because we were getting funding through our institutions, we weren't allowed to do even volunteering for the project. So we kind of got shut down. So we're back up and running again this year, and we have some plans. So far, we've only hit um, NEFR and um, STPR. And so that's East Coast. And what we're what we're guessing is that there's a different culture to each kind of rally. Each rally has its own feel. And so we're really hoping to hit both the Midwest and the West at some point. But I kind of need like a sabbatical to hit the West
0: Coast. Yeah, it's, it's a bit uh, of a haul.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so far, 2021 plans are to hit the Southern Ohio Forest Rally. So we're hoping, that's what nice. we were hoping to do last year. And so this year, we're hoping that we can get there. Of course, our home is STPR. And so we definitely want to go back there. And then we wanted to try to, um, find out if there is a big difference between a super regional and a national event.
0: Mm, so okay. we'd like
2: to maybe go to the New York forest rally, um, to see if the, if, if, if it's a different atmosphere, for example. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah I think, yeah. uh, regional and super regionals are, are definitely a little bit different feel. And, uh, I think, I, I think you'll, you'll notice that right off the bat. Um, some of that professionalism kind of goes out the window, but in a good way. Um, You know, it's just, it's just so much more casual. I mean, as much as you were able to just walk up to Travis Pastrana, I mean, you've got people that are more like the person that was saying here, hop in the car. (laughs) It's definitely more of that (laughs) grassroots type of atmosphere. And uh, yeah, it's, it's all their friends or family or whatever. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you get definitely that bit of the culture. Um, So I'm going to switch back over to Emily real quick, because what was your first event? Michelle was saying earlier is you've been kind of just roped into this thing. Not really a a person that's a car person. And all of a sudden, here you are, you're at an event. What was that first event? And what was it like when you finally got embedded in there?
1: So it was NEFR. Yeah, we drove to Maine. And I think it was like a 12 hour car ride. Uh And then we got there. And uh, we went to sign because we were volunteering, and then they—they they don't think they needed us, but then they t- sent us <laughs> over, and we met—we met the announcer, and he was really great. We talked to him that night, and then we met him and saw him the next day as well. But cause he told cause about the shakedown, so then mm-hmm. we had to go to the shakedown, of course, and we stood there and we talked to people. We talked to the announcer either, that whole night. That
0: must be where I met like, you then. Okay. Yup.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so that was my first. And I was like, what in the world is this? Like, we are in the woods. <laughs> and I grew, I grew up in the woods. Like, don't get me okay, wrong. Okay, that's what I was going to ask.
0: Because, but... uh, you know, again, I'm from the Pacific Northwest, lots of woods yeah. here. Um, we're, we're right. Outdoorsy people typically. <laughs> um, so yeah. th- that's what I was going to say. So, w- what was this like? It's like, here's this motorsport, but it's not at, in a city, it's not at a circuit, it is out there in the natural world
1: yeah and i had the only thing i've ever gone to is in new york state i have been to the oh, i can't even think of what they're called Walk like the races. yeah the walking Glen races with my family just because i'm not ter- like too far from there um so i kind of that was the only idea i had in some yeah. of the youtube videos that caused it had me watch um but yeah no i was shocked at how much i enjoyed being there we did not sleep much at all, I don't think. <laughs> Welcome and... <laughs> to being a volunteer. <laughs> yes.
0: Or competitor, yes. whatever the whole the whole weekend, yeah. Rally weekend, and, you don't know,
1: sleep. Yeah, and we did the bus the one day. Um, we did like the spectator bus the one day, and that was the day the bus went off the road. Oh, but no. thankfully we were not <laughs> on that bus. Yeah, we
0: were I not saw on that.
1: that bus. <laughs> but so I was just like, This is you know, this is different, but the people were so awesome to talk to, and I was just shocked because, um, you know, I'm kind of a person that'll just go up and talk to you if I have a question, I'm kind of like caused that way, like, I'll ask. And everyone was so willing to talk to us about everything, they were so friendly and informative. Like, here, you want to do this? Like, do you want to talk about this? Do you do you have questions? So. It was definitely a different experience, though. Not anything I expected. And they were—we uh, did the—we had like the scarves over our mouth, the uh, like neck scarves. And yeah. Cause was for like, the oh, dust. you have to have. Yeah, you have to have one of these. I was like, like, why do I have to wear one of these? Like, I mean, before masks, we actually had to wear masks, but. Um... We
0: were ahead <laughs> of the trend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my experience. It was fun, though. I'm so I'm so glad I got involved. I never ever would have gone to a stage rally event had it not been for Dr. Collins getting me involved in this.
2: Yeah. We've had a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun as a team. We get along really well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, we met Craig, that's who was um, yeah. announcing. Yeah. And so he even, I mean, Barb, you announced about our project um, when we were, well, we were watching from the the bus and, um, he really showed us around, which was fabulous. So Craig is super yeah, knowledgeable, it a really, really, good, really great guy. It, and you know, we just ran into him. It wasn't like it was mm-hmm. planned. He was like, "Just follow me." We're like, "Where are we going?" <laughs> <laughs> we're just following a random person into the woods. <laughs> like it's a bizarre concept as a sociologist, right? Um, that we would just follow people into the woods, saying, "Yeah, we're going to go to a shakedown." A what? Where is it? Well, I can't really show you. There's no, like, you just have to follow me. Like, these are the things they tell you not to do, uh, particularly as a woman. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> true, true. You know, and I'm in charge of this research team, but um, I'm like, no, it's rally. That's okay. It's just rally. Um, and so I don't know what Emily was thinking when we we're doing all this, but uh, yeah, it's it was definitely a good time. We we really enjoy our, each other's company, so we're we're a great team that way.
1: Yeah, I definitely was like, what did this crazy woman drag me into? <laughs> but I but I trust in the process.
0: <laughs> so so you got to be embedded as volunteers, and you know, uh, someone. That's a volunteer myself and actually even one of the organizers for Oregon Trail Rally. That's something that really hooked me is that it's, it's like a separate community. So you have, you have the competition community of people. And, and, and granted, they kind of intersect. But the crowd that's a volunteer group, it's its, its own core thing that I've met so many people that they don't really care about the sport per se, like, you know, who wins and all that stuff, the drivers, mm. but they love volunteering for this darn thing. And they're just their own community, and they love being part of it. And they also love being – they're outdoorsy people, a lot of them. You know, like being out in the woods, it's a great excuse to get out. Um, what, what was, I guess, your guys' experience as far as being part of that volunteer group, uh, working with your stage captain and working with uh, within that community? Did they did they absorb you easily, and, and did you have a positive experience with all that, kind of like I did? or?
2: I mean, we attended everything first. And I think each rally is a little different. So, like, I feel more comfortable at STPR because I kind of know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Um, I know NEFR now after being there a couple years, so it feels more comfortable, too. I think they definitely were very welcoming, but they just sort of... it's. I'm very structured and strategic, and I like to know context, and I got none of that. So it was sort of like, well, just show up here, and then, like... You show up there, and I don't know what I'm doing, and mm. I don't know where I'm going, and I don't know when I'm gonna get back. And I thought, I mean, we went to like a convenience store, and I'm like, what are we doing here? but we just didn't get a lot of info ahead of time. And I like, like, I'm a planner. Yeah. So like, I like to know what I'm going to be doing. And and then like, they when they explain things to you until you do it, you really don't understand, right? Mm-hmm. So like, don't worry about it. You'll get it. Just just do this. And I'm like, like this? Like when we were doing
3: the time cards and things. And <laughs> I, I remember observing the them <laughs> trying to learn about the time cards. Mm-hmm. It was no joke. 45 minutes of the two of them just like, but what about if this situation happens? Like, but
0: what about
3: if this happens? And they're like, that's not going to happen. For 45 minutes. And, and you can tell they're like, just, it'll be fine. Just have a pen, just be ready to go. It, none of that is going to happen. But the whole pen isn't even an easy thing. Like, Oh yeah, I think we got like working. five different pens.
2: <laughs> I do remember that. The time control signs kept blowing over, and we're yes, trying to wind. like in between. And like, so there's always so much going on that you just can't control. And I like to control everything. So for me, it was really out of my comfort. It was fun. And we la- we look back on it and laugh now. We really missed it last year. And this year, we're so excited to be able to go back again. Um, but I think, and I never want to do anything wrong, right? So I'm always worried I'm going to make a mistake, and then they're not going to yeah. want me back again. Um, but that's really not what the culture's like, No, <laughs> they're not really that, um, that, yeah. you know, that hard on the, get the
0: Oh my God, it's so stressful. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then it's all over and you're like, so when did we do it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. That's one thing, you know, Oregon Trail, we're talking about doing, uh, we just had to change our date, uh, because of COVID stuff, uh, to, for the ch- national round, but we still have actually some roads we can use, um, that, that, uh, permit wise in May for doing some mileage. And so we're going to do probably a regional event Um, announcement coming soon. So if I'm saying that a little early, well, you'll see it anyway. But, but, but the thing there is regional events. What's so good about them is that's the perfect training platform for volunteers because it is that more casual. It's not as intense. Your first car isn't David Higgins or Travis (laughs) Pastrana coming, you know, at 120 miles an hour, (laughs) And it's super stressful because they're the very first cars on the road. You know, it's like, no, <laughs> you know, you, you think you're going to screw up on that first car. But they also have a pretty good system where they have all the, you know, the, um, the zero cars and whatnot that come through. And that's kind of your test case, right? So they come through and they kind of show you how to do it and whatnot. But yeah, it's still a little stressful um, for sure. But in, in the end, you still aching to do it again, aren't you?
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it was it was a blast and you get so close, like, You know, and then the the drivers and the co-drivers really appreciate the volunteers like that's something I mean I volunteer for lots of different organizations and that's something that I find unique about uh, rally culture is that it's it's run on so much volunteer labor. Right, like it is really a volunteer organized sport and so many people are coming together to put this on. So as a sociologist who studies work occupations and organizations, like how do you do it? Yeah. Like how are you able to get so many moving pieces together with so many volunteers, like going to a volunteer meeting at NEFR and just looking out at the sea of volunteers, the sheer numbers that it takes to keep spectators safe and, you know, keep competitors safe and time everything and make sure that the local community isn't, you know, being taken advantage of or that we're not speeding on the roads or, I mean, it's just, amazing because i you know i deal with a lot of large organizations and we have people paid to organize things like conferences and they're not as well run as rallies so <laughs> kudos to the organizers like yourself and um others who are able to get all these volunteers out to do this work
0: i i you know have helped out uh, in doing like the volunteer, you know, T-shirts and the, their little goodie bags. Little, the, the the little tokens that we give these people that donate uh, tons of hours and uh, paying for hotel rooms on their own and, and literally invest thousands um, every year to, you know, to, to do this as their, their vacation sometimes. They just donate their time to us. And uh, it, it's amazing. And I, I was kind of, there was like over 300 for an Oregon Trail Rally event. I mean, 300 people, yeah. um, and, and you're having to organize it all. And um, I must say, uh, yeah, big hat tip to the uh, primary volunteer coordinator role. Um, they're the person that's constantly emailing and, and getting people at least uh, figured out which team they're going to be with, which stage they're going to be on. But I'd say on average, it's probably about a three-year burnout. There's still some that come back year after year for 10 years, but it's probably on average people that, you know, they're like, okay, I've done, I've done enough of this. It's, it's burning me out a little bit. But that's why, to me, when, when there's the the people that say we shouldn't have to have spectators because then it would make our sport cheaper insurance-wise. Well, those spectators are our next volunteer. Mm-hmm. And so that's why that position and the people that work in the spectator mm-hmm. area to inform those spectators and tell them, hey, you want to get closer? Become a volunteer. Mm-hmm. And, and keep that constant flow so we can have them because that, that's the only way we can run this sport is with all those dedicated volunteers for sure.
2: And that's one of the things that uh, we actually just submitted a proposal to the American Sociological Association um, annual conference, which is in August. We have not heard about whether our paper was accepted or not, but Barbie submitted that. And one of the things that we were going to talk about was the fact that it's run on volunteer labor. Like So how we have a lot to learn from your sport in our own discipline
3: about how to get volunteers involved. Yeah, I mean the whole thing it really is amazing that's the whole like why and that's what with sociologists any sort of interaction we have we want to learn more about it so that's how she originally sort of dug deep but the fact that it can keep going and mm-hmm. it does keep going <laughs> blows my mind like from all from competitors to spectators to volunteers that people keep showing up is really incredible like from because like Hi, I'm here to pay all this money and definitely ruin my car. And I'm happy about it. Like, that's that's amazing. And people are like, I am here to watch you ruin your car. Like, and they love it. That's incredible. And they and they tell other people and they show up and they make it run. That's unique. Like, that's we like it gets compared a lot to NASCAR, or we are at least in our research, mm-hmm. and it's so Different from NASCAR, yes. even though they're both motorsports, right? Like there's comparisons, but that's one of the things. It's just fascinating, the whole community. It's amazing,
2: and I think the actual start of the project. If I had to say where was the birthplace of this project, it was on the Spectator Bus. Um, <laughs> the first time I went to NEFR and I signed up as a fan girl for the uh, Spectator Bus. And we had uh, a pizza oven um, in the we, you know, in the weeds. And-, and we had cupcakes with rocks on them, and we called them rally cupcakes. Um, and we watched our first car go off right in front of
3: us. <laughs> they
2: weren't. Um, it was, they
3: weren't <laughs> served with rocks on them. They got rocks rolled on them. From the <laughs> <house>. <laughs> It feels yeah. like an important clarification.
0: I can imagine how that <laughs> happened. Yes, yes.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was it
2: was so bizarre to me that we're taking this luxury bus into the woods where we're finding a pizza oven drinking <laughs> all you can drink and watching cars throw dirt on us. And I was thrilled. Um, and so were the people I was around. But while I was waiting for all that to happen, we got there early and I was talking to uh, Jeff Seahorn's mom for like an hour. She's fun. And I remember Barb and my daughter just being like, oh, no, <laughs> she's talking to someone. This is good. We're not going to be leaving here for a while. And I talked to her forever, but I was able and that is where I decided when I was asking her a bunch of questions about, you know, how do you feel being a parent watching this? And. Like, how did he get into this? And so it. I started right then and there and I was like, I need to do this. Like, this is what I came away from that. I, I stopped talking to her, went over to Barb. I'm like, this is our next research project. So I think if I had to say, like, that literally was the birthplace uh, yep, of the project. That is absolutely true. That
3: did happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go. <laughs>
1: And so she that's still where talks to everyone. And we are always like, <laughs> we're never leaving. This is going, <laughs> we're going to be here for a long time.
2: <laughs> well, you got to talk yeah. to some family members, right, Emily? I did. We were... Yeah.
1: Um, I talked to a mom. Uh Oh, now I'm blanking. Who, whose mom it was, was that? BRZ. They In drove her BRZ. BRZ.
0: Uh, is it Eric Potts? Or... Yep. Eric Potts' Yeah,
1: mom. it was Eric Potts' mom, and I think it was, it was his fiance as well. And that was her, like, first event, I think, or, like, first, like, big event watching him or something like that. I just remember she, they were really great to talk to. Um, and I talked to another mom, too, about how much she spends
2: to Wasn't help that Lost
1: her... in Maine? Yeah, Lost in Maine's mom talking about how much she spends to help him get out there and stuff. And I was shocked. I was like, wait a second. This is your hobby and this is how much money you guys put into this. I was shocked. And I, again, I'm not a car person. I barely know how to take my car to get its oil change. But um, so like I know how much that costs. But I'm like, wow, like new tires, like new all these different parts and all this stuff. And you have to do it every time you go to a rally. It's, it is. It's insane. It, like Barb said, they destroy their cars and they keep coming back and they love it. And when you ask them why they do it, they're like, because, like, why wouldn't you do it? Like, you know, <laughs> that's their answer. It's, but I'm, I'm, it's awesome to see someone have a hobby that they're so passionate about and, like, dedicate time to.
2: And I'm an equestrian. So, I, I mean, I'm in a pretty expensive sport myself, yeah. a risk-taking, pretty expensive sport myself. But... It's no way in comparison like, to some of the, the rally costs uh, that these individuals have to incur. And what we realized, though, I think after our second rally it was like, we really need someone who does know cars on our team. Like right. we really need and we're on all all female team. We mm-hmm. really felt like we needed we were missing that part of the yeah. team. Sure, so sure. We, we've added to our team. So we've added a couple new members to our team, um, a couple of of students, more students to our team. One was from LVC, uh, which is where Barb is, and we've added a team member from uh, Elizabethtown College. We're about to add another um, another another student to the team that definitely knows more cars, but again is not familiar with Rally. So uh, we're always trying to get them more situated to Rally again. So we're we're always adding to our team.
3: Yeah. Um, to answer your question about car person, I I know more now than I used to. I didn't get my license until I was 26. I grew up on oh, Long wow. Island. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm only 30 now, so like I I at least drive now, um, and I have an appreciation for
0: cars.
3: <laughs> so that I'll leave it at that. Uh, you know what?
0: I I have a coworker that honestly, he's like he can't wait till self-driving cars take over because he hates <laughs> driving. Um, like which driving. I find very sad being the car person and love to drive person that I am.
2: Uh, I think one of the things that yeah I got really interested in was co-driving. So after I saw my first rally, I was I decided that I want to co-drive. Okay. Which is why I had the Mark Williams book. And I, then I got to meet Mark Williams mm-hmm. at NEFR and got my picture taken with him. And like, I basically said that I was kind of like, like a fangirl. Yeah. It's so like she
3: was at Disney World, like getting pictures with like the characters. <laughs> Mark Williams. She has like a picture with David Higgins. She, do you have a picture of Travis Pastrana? No. Oh, all right. Well, got to make that happen. Um.
2: I would love to try co-driving. So I read the whole book and I've watched the videos and I even teach about the, the culture in my um, Discovering Society class. So every year I teach about rally as a culture wow. in my classes and it really brings in certain students that otherwise are not real engaged right mm-hmm. so like oh my gosh we are learning about rally car driving in my class and so it's and you do too now right you teach about I do about it. Yeah. It, yeah
3: they get real into it and we're like it's only yeah. you know 2 hours away like it's next weekend, let's go. Like So we're getting the word out. They like it,
2: they're interested. Mm-hmm. So we're able to, so we're doing our part to inform others about the sport. Everywhere we go that we mention, or I'm on Twitter, so I'll say like I'm doing something with regard to my research and I'll, like sometimes um, in, in academic Twitter, they say like, post a GIF of your research. Um, and I post like a rally car going off. And they're like, are you okay? <laughs> Like, are you trying to tell us something? (laughs) Like, Because they have no familiarity with the sport at all.
0: That's hilarious. And they're
2: like, there's a car going off the road. Are you all right? (laughs) And so I'll get these weird, like, direct messages or private messages saying, are you okay? Is something wrong with you? I'm like, no, no, that's my literal research. Like, that's what I, I study now. And then when I start to tell people about it, when I first mention it, they're like, no clue what I'm talking about, and so then what I've really found useful from the research is how to explain what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so through our interviews, we've been able to get at least a tagline down um, real about cars Real fast, is. real roads.
0: There you go. Real cars, real roads, real fast.
1: Yep. Real, oh, got it backwards.
0: <laughs> That's alright. <laughs> That's all right. Your guys already had a little bit of a ding against you and some people in the culture, which uh, you call it rally racing. Mm -hmm. And some purists of rally don't like the word racing involved because racing implies side by side racing instead of against a clock. Um, Rallying is just rallying. But I still use the term racing because, unfortunately, in, in, in our common vernacular for people, it is still you're going as fast as you can you're racing you know uh, kind of like your heart is racing you know so uh, to me i think that's a fair argument and uh, I'll, I'll let you stick with the rally racing okay. but uh, there are some purists that that may fail know. know.
2: we're still learning <laughs> we are, <laughs> we are.
0: <laughs> well what's the most that you've learned you know i mean what was the biggest like i i guess as far as something that you learned about the sport that you just had no idea
3: all of it for yeah. me, all of it. And so we went in with sort of general research questions or general things that we wanted to learn more about besides just the culture. Like we were really interested in what we perceived to be the inequality of it all. Like, cause you have the big, like you've like Subaru and you've got like Barry McKenna versus like this person with one tarp over here and like maybe one friend to sure. help them. Like <laughs> it's it t- like from the outside it's like this is so unequal. That's fascinating. What do they think about that? And we have found they don't see that at all as a problem yeah. or like, which is really interesting. So that really shocked me at least that they're like no cuz we're not racing against them. Like it's 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 a totally different thing and everybody's right. really helpful and so they don't or they know it's unequal but it's not a problem, I guess. Right. So that was really surprising to me
1: the other thing that shocked me is the amount of people who told me that they've they people have given them their engines and that like if we need something we can just go up and ask this person for it and they're like oh yeah here you go and um i talked to the frog racing princess sti car uh i can't her name's margaret i believe Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. And she told me she had a fan one time, pick up her bumper when it fell off or the front of her car and like carry it back and give it back to her. And I was like, wait, what? who like, you just don't, and no other, like, I don't know you in, in a, even in a sport, like no one would ever do that for you. Like there's never that that they call it camaraderie like yeah you know but there's never that sportsmanship in other sports like you never see that so i was just like wow like wow everyone just is really they're competitive when it's time to be competitive and then they like turn it off immediately after
0: what's unique about rallying in north america that i only recently found out about um after talking to alex mariana gelsomino who are good friends of ours is that believe it or not only in north america are competitors allowed to help each other? Hmm. In other ah. words, you go to Europe, uh, Australia, anywhere else, and if if you need to be towed into service because you know you barely made it through the stage, um, there's <laughs> people that have lent flat, lent tires. Um, that can only happen in North America. In these other countries, that would be uh, dismissal. You, you'd end up being uh, automatically making you out of the race. So. Um, ah. Yeah, so that encourages the camaraderie with the competition, I think, here. And I think that aids the culture that we see.
2: I think one of the things that I found really interesting was this idea that anyone can, as long as you meet the specs and you have the necessary requirements, anyone can enter. And you can race against your idols. Like, in what other sport do you get to do that? Right, that's, that you get to, yeah. to be in the same event, and it's mixed at the stream, same time. So it's not like too. yeah. I, I at mean, the so same like
0: time. so you know I'm a big fan of IndyCar racing as another you know sport that I follow pretty closely, and actually the people there are are really fun and they all like each other. They're not like it's like F1, which is really bad. But but <laughs> the thing is, is you know you got the support series that races, but they have a separate race mm-hmm. that's at a separate time. And then, you know, the IndyCar guys come in, and they're leaving. They're packing up their trucks and leaving while the other guys are still run- trying to run. In rallying, you're racing with your heroes at mm-hmm. the same time.
2: Yeah, it's like, I, I'm an equestrian, right? But I'm not going to be able to jump on my little mare and head to the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> to, to run against the big horses, right? Like it's not going to happen. I have to enter an event that I qualify for. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to ride against some of the top riders. You know, Mm -hmm. you, it's just so different. And so that's what I really appreciated about it was this opportunity to be in the same sport with your, your heroes and your idols and be right there with them. Um, And I, and I love to see how um, the grassroots teams interact with the larger teams. Um, it's really fun to watch the interactions and, um, and, and, you know, one of the first times I showed up with my daughter, it was very dusty. And so people were writing on their cars, like I beat Travis Pastrana because, you know, he had gone off. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? Like, what's They're going on? They're not wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it was all in good fun, right? Like, oh, of course. Um, and so I, I found that to be really, um, really interesting as well.
0: So you mentioned that uh, you have a couple of new members joining the team. What's next for the project? I know you and I had talked prior to this call about uh, some ideas that you had. Um, why don't you talk about uh, what else you'd like to see happen?
3: Um, so right now, our next step, we have submitted, so Kaz already said, to the American Sociological Association. Um, that's our big annual meeting for sociologists to hopefully present um, our preliminary findings so far in terms of understanding the, the culture and the community and stuff about uh, the competitive versus collaboration, things that we've found really unique about the culture. Um, then we are hoping to do a publication in a sociological magazine called Context, which would be a shorter piece. And then the long-term goal is for a book. Um, With no, a non-academic press.
2: Yes. So right now we're doing academic work Um, And that's just to sort of build interest within the sociology community. And then we really do want to raise awareness about the culture. Um, And so we're, we're shooting for that first. And we're actually going to be also seeking publication in a journal, a scholarly journal, um, an ethnography journal. Um, And so that's sort of what we're up to next. Our long range goal is this summer to start putting some chapters together from what we have so far to do a book prospectus. Um, And that we're hoping to get in with a a non-academic publisher, but a publisher that's still within, that's both within the public realm and the academic realm. So like Penguin or um, Random House or a publisher that we could still use the book when we're teaching sociology or in a first year seminar in college or in a high school class. Something that, you know, students would still be really interested in. Um, and learn about the culture, but that also rally participants would be interested in, Right. right? So the rally culture would be interested in reading the book too. So we don't want it to be, we want it to be more public so anyone could pick it up and read about it, raise awareness about the sport. So that's sort of where we are next. We do have ideas about, we want to get embedded with a team. So we've done volunteering, but I really want to know what it's like from start to finish. You know, I'm a, I am a—I was the faculty advisor of the, the softball team at Elizabethtown College. And so I really didn't understand what it was like to balance athletics and academics until I went to spring break with the team and saw what it was like to come back from spring break exhausted from playing two games a day right? Um, and then have to come back and jump right back into classes without having a real break. I want to know what it's like to be a, a member of a team that from start to finish, I've never experienced recce. Um, I don't know what it's like to have to go to those beginning meetings and to go through tech. And like, so I've never experienced those things. So there's things, there's parts of the the culture and the sport that we've just not had access to. And
3: I think we would be remiss to not do interviews with crew or Sometimes have someone crew. Say, yeah, so we, if I was to pick one sort of subgroup we haven't had a lot of interaction with yet, it would definitely be crews. Um, and we want to, uh, but like we said, we we're minimal car people, or we don't have that technical knowledge. So that's where our new sort of research assistants are coming in. So they're students, they're sociology and criminal justice majors. They're learning, you know, social science skills, but they also know cars <laughs> and they know how to do things with cars. So um, <laughs> trying to not get afraid them to in. get their hands dirty. Yeah, <laughs> so trying to get them yeah. in with crews so we can tap into that sort of group and learn more about them as well. We're also quantitative
2: sociologists, so we're interested. We've gotten a lot of the qualitative work, the interviews, the experiences, the personal experiences, but we also want to reach more teams that we have not had access to, right? We can't talk to everyone. We can't interview every team. So we're, we're going to design a survey that we're going to distribute to within the rally culture so that everyone can sort of share their input about the sport, even if they're not getting one-on-one type interviews. So that's something else we have. We should have coming out this summer. Mm -hmm. And we'll be trying to circulate via Instagram and the North American Rally Facebook group. And, you know, at rally events, we'll be having a little flyer that says, hey, take our survey kind of thing. So we do want to see more of the representative sampling um, of the the population as well. Because we might be only talking to certain people who are willing to talk to us. And that might be a particular type of rally team or rally individual, So we want to give everyone sort of, even those that don't want to talk to us, a chance to give their input. So that's something else we're doing as well. Yep.
0: Well, I hope, this platform, um, you know, which is listened to by plenty of rallies out there. At least get get some understanding of what your guys' uh, role is, what, what you guys are trying to accomplish, and we'll open some of those doors to people to uh, maybe uh, get you into one of those teams and and can get uh, that real hands on kind of stuff. Yeah, just just know more about the project um, and and see what they can do to support it because I think this is really cool. I've I've never thought of an ethnologic ethnographic study <laughs> of our sport. I think that's just, that's just fascinating to me. And, um, I guess maybe I just didn't realize just how much of a, of a separate culture this is just because I just dove in myself.
2: Definitely a separate
3: culture. Oh yeah. You
2: have your own language, you have your own norms that are just, you know, just some of the the common language. Like we use like, well, that's rally a lot now when things happen, (laughs) we have like, (laughs) like it doesn't have to be a rally related thing. If something happens. In, in academia we're like well that's rally like it's just <laughs> piece it together that's back on the road so we've learned a lot press on regardless sports. use yeah, that a lot yeah. there you go so yeah we we've yeah. learned more about the culture we and um we really feel like we want to raise awareness about the culture too we really would like to so that others can can see what this sport is
0: all about when is kind of the the planned finish for this kind of thing
3: yeah so we thought we were reaching a point of saturation with our interviews at least, and then literally this past week, we're like, actually, no, that's not true. Um, so <laughs> we thought we were sort of wrapping up the interview stage, mm-hmm. and we are not. Uh, so it's very much as we learn things, it evolves. Uh, it's going to be several more years Um, definitely because like we said, we want to get out to the West coast. There's a lot. We want to do rally school. Yeah. There's a lot there. So smaller things along the way, like we said, presentations, smaller publications, um, and getting started on the book and sort of seeing where it goes from there. But yeah, it's going to be a little bit. We also
2: have to find interest from a publisher, right? So that takes time. So trying to find the right fit and the right publisher and the right time, um, also takes time. Um, we teach at uh, very teaching heavy colleges. So we're not at big research universities. Um, and so that means that we have a very heavy teaching load, advising and mentoring load. And so we really only have time to do this in the summer and right. um, here and there, which is why if anyone's listening to this, when you're listening to this, we we will contact you back as soon as we can. <laughs> um, sometimes we're like so busy with classes and grading that we just can't we can't do rally stuff. We want to, but we can't. And then all of a sudden we start again. So like you'll see at two o'clock in the morning, I'm like messaging everyone back about rally on a Saturday or something. So it really really fluctuates. And so we have to do this on our own time. Most of this is just our own work. We did get small grants, um, but those grants are pretty much gone now. And so yeah, they're way gone. And so all the rest of this is pretty much on our our own out of our own pocket, right? So we're not getting paid to do our research. Um, it's just something we, we're passionate about and we love and we like to do. Um, and involving students takes time and effort. And we really, really appreciate Emily. She's been so much fun to work with. But um, again, that's something we try to secure some funding for them usually um, and not ourselves. So it's a long process. So keep your fingers crossed that, that there's a publisher out there that uh, really is <laughs> takes an interest Sure, in the messages yeah. of rally and and we're able to find that we'll self-publish if we have to
0: there's yeah. <laughs> always that last resort of course <laughs> but, but not preferable of course not preferable. <laughs> no. yeah well i think this is just uh, really exciting and again you know uh, one thing we often call it is getting bit by the rally bug and <laughs> i think it's fair to say that you've all been bit in some way shape or form and mm-hmm. uh, it's exciting to see that <laughs> uh, you know I think one thing with our sport is is just getting somebody out there to see it Mm -hmm. in person. Um, as much as you can try and tell about it, as much as you can show a YouTube video, you don't get it Mm
3: -hmm. until
0: you're there. And it's just, it's an experience. It's not just an event. It's an experience. And, uh, obviously you've been there. you've, 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 you've seen it, you've done it. And, uh, now onto the next step, but I'm very excited for this. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us about it.
2: We just also want to thank you. I mean, meeting you, it has been a wonderful opportunity at NEFR, like, and then circling back and asking us to do this has been um, really exciting. I've been, today was a little bit of a rough day. uh, And then I was like, but I have the, podcast interview this evening so like (laughs) that that's what kept me going today so so we really appreciate this opportunity to talk about our research it's it's something we love to do we love the combination between being able to research about something we really enjoy um that's what sociology really gives me is the ability to study something that I'm passionate about
3: yes so thank you so so much it has been fun and I feel like I just want to say like I (laughs) i i appreciate rally i i follow it i am yeah. very knowledgeable i just don't like standing outside in the woods so I, that's completely <laughs>
0: fair you are allowed
3: <laughs> let me tell you I would hold barb it does you.
2: follow it so she's always the one that's up to date on all the rally drama <laughs> right so barb will barb will tell me like did you see like Subaru is going to announce the drivers for this year? <laughs> like, just, just. She did, she's just always telling me, like, did you see, they need to now have this new, you know, this new Speck. tech or this yeah. new spec. Did you see they're talking about the new app? Like, so she's always the one bringing it to our attention of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know what's going on, even though I don't
3: volunteer. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware.
0: Well, thank you again. Uh, Dr. Cause dr barbara prince and emily Rell, all of you for coming on telling us your story and uh the exciting project uh the official name i believe i saw was the an ethnographic study of an american performance stage rally racing
3: mm-hmm. that's a
0: mouthful uh we'll follow up with you maybe uh next year or at the end of the year and see how, how it's going okay yes yeah, sounds great yep.
3: thank, thank you all right take care bye bye
0: And thank you again to Dr. Koz, Dr. Barbara Prince, and Emily Rell. You can follow Rally Racebook Project on Instagram. And, of course, be on the lookout for their survey they were talking about. And also, thank you to our supporters, Melee Design Firm and Oz Rally Pro. I'm your host, Mike Shaw, reminding you to keep it shiny side up.